You're listening to a Sunday sermon from Seven Mile Road Church in Melrose, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. To check out more about us, go to sevenmilemelrose.com. Merry Christmas. My name is Justin Gottlieb. I'm one of the pastors here at Seven Mile Road, and I'm so glad that you're here with us to celebrate God sending his son, Jesus, this morning. We're celebrating Jesus because we all had a big problem, a big problem. The problem was ourselves, the problem was our sins, and the the problem was the fact that we stood opposed to God with no way to fix it. But then the Son of God appeared. But then the Son of God appeared. And that's why there's so many big smiles on faces today. That's why we celebrate, and this is why we've spent the Advent season celebrating the coming of the Lord Jesus 2,000 years ago. And it's also why we've spent the Advent season setting our hearts on looking forward to Jesus' future arrival. That's why we've done this. So today, as we celebrate Christmas, we're concluding our Advent series. And we've called this series The Fullness of Time. And we focus in this text, Galatians 4, 4 through 6. So I'm going to read that one more time, and then we'll pray. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons... God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Let's pray, and then we're going to spend just a few moments in that last verse there. So if you will, pray with me. God, I pray that you would help us now. I pray that you would help us to see the reality that Jesus came to this earth in human form to cure our sin. Would you help us to see the light that shine into the darkness? Would you prevent us from being callous to that good news? Would you make it as if we hear it all over again for the first time today? And would you make our hearts leap for joy? Help us see so that our hearts are thrilled and we leap for joy. Would you help us to believe this good news and would you make it so that everyone here has faith in you and lives as your son, as your daughter. Today and tomorrow and forevermore, would you please help us to that end now we pray. Amen. Amen. So seven years ago, Mariah and I bought our house, the house that we live in now, and we bought the specific house that we wanted. It was the specific house that we had prayed for And it was even a private sale from friends, so we saved some money on the deal. It was great. It was really an ideal situation, and it was a situation that we should be excited about. It was the kind of situation that drives people to take big smiley pictures outside their first home with the keys in their hand. You guys know those pictures? It was the type of circumstance that drives people to post videos of themselves dancing inside their new home because their dream of owning a house had been realized. It was that kind of situation. And many of you were were with us in that, and it was absolutely thrilling. But we didn't do any of those things. 
And we didn't do any of those things because I was certain that the bank had made a big mistake. See, I could not figure out why they would loan me that money because I knew me and I wouldn't loan me that kind of money. So I kept thinking that they were going to call up and say, hey, we goofed up. We goofed up. We shouldn't have loaned you that money. So we need to undo this deal. At which point I would say back to them, you're absolutely right. I've been expecting this. I never should have asked to begin with. I'm sorry. We'll be out in a couple of days. That was my plan. And I thought this until one day about six months later, it was about six months after closing, and I looked at Mariah and I said, I think they're going to let us keep this place. And she said, what are you talking about? <laughs> to which I replied, the house. I think they're going to let us keep the house. See, in my mind, we didn't deserve to own a house. I don't know what the qualifications should have been, but I did know for certain that we should not be able to meet them. So even though we did, it was hard for me to walk in this new reality without feeling like an imposter, without feeling like it would all crumble. So as we've spent these weeks in Galatians 4, the verses 4 to 6, we've heard Paul say some big stuff about Jesus' arrival into this world. And it's been so good that if you were paying attention and if you were listening and if you've been reflecting upon it, you've, there's probably been some times that you've thought, this news is too good. This is too hard for me to believe. See, and, and you would think that because Paul first wrote in this passage that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. See, God of his own initiative sent the promised son to bring perfect salvation at the perfect time so that we could hear the gospel and believe and have eternal life. See, we have hope because of Jesus. Second, Paul told us, that this son of God was born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. See, Jesus was born into this world fully God and fully man, so we could be forgiven and free from the law. We have God's approval, and we even have peace with God because of Jesus. And then Paul wrote that all of this was so that we might receive adoption as sons. See, we're not only forgiven because of Jesus, that would have been astonishing in its own right. We're not only forgiven because of Jesus, we are family because of Jesus. See, we were far off from God and he's now made us family. He's brought us close and he's made us family. So it's natural to think like I did after we bought our house. This can't be real. Someone will realize that they have the wrong person and they will set things straight. And it can seem bizarre then to think that God would love us like Paul says that God loves us after we have spent our lives opposing him with all that we think and all that we say and all that we do. But God has accomplished some things all of the things 
for us that Paul was writing about. And God did not just stop there in the sending of his son so that we could gain status as his sons. See, God also sent the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that we could experience our status as his children today, tomorrow, and forever. So we're going to focus in for just a moment on Galatians 4, verse 6, to look at this reality. So if you will, read this with me. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Paul says there, we are adopted as sons of God, and male or female, we have all the benefits of being sons of God, true sons of God, and all the status and all the benefits that come with that. Because God sent Jesus, and because we are sons, because we are God's children, and because God wants us to know this truth and to live out this identity, God has sent the Spirit to dwell in our hearts. See, Paul uses the exact same word here in verse 6 to say that he sent, the word sent here is the exact same word that he used in verse 4 when he said, God sent forth his Son. And he's doing this so that we understand that the Holy Spirit was sent into our hearts with the same certainty, the same certainty that Jesus was born as a baby in Bethlehem. See, Paul is writing that because we are sons of God through faith, this is why God has sent his spirit into our hearts. This is why the Holy Spirit dwells in your heart. And this is why the Holy Spirit dwells in my heart. Because it's so hard to believe God would love us the way he does. Because it's so hard to believe that we have God's favor. So God sends his spirit to witness to what Jesus has done for us. That's why God sends the spirit of the son into our hearts. And that's why the spirit then cries, Abba, Father. And that's what we need to see today is that it's the spirit's work to witness to what Jesus has done for us. It's the spirit's work to witness to who you are in relationship with God. The spirit dwells in you. Hear me, please hear me. The spirit dwells in you for this reason so that you know you have a father, a heavenly father who will always love you and always care for you. The Spirit dwells in us so that we can not only have the status of sons, but so we can live out the status. So that we can cry out to God as we ought to, and so that we can live out this identity as beloved sons and beloved daughters of a heavenly Father. See, when we bought our home, it would have been helpful if someone from the bank checked in with me every day to tell me that they were happy with the deal that we had made, that they were pleased with our ongoing arrangement. That would have been helpful to me. Actually, what would have been even nicer is if one of them 
had moved into our third floor and reminded me daily how valued I was and that there was no way that they would have second thoughts on this deal. Instead, they just sent a somewhat impersonal letter once a month reminding me to pay them or else, though they did promise to do that for 30 years. But the point is that that's the total opposite of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. The total opposite. See, what we are celebrating this Christmas, what makes our hearts leap for joy this Christmas and every Christmas is that God sent forth his son. He sent forth Jesus to clothe himself with our flesh and to pay our debt by hanging on that cross. And because he did, there is no more you owe for your sin. Because he did, there's no more that I owe for my sin. Jesus has paid it all. He's paid it all. We are forgiven. We are family. We have a heavenly father for all eternity. God has done that for you. God has done that for me. And nothing will ever change it. And even more, knowing our weakness, God did not stop there. He sent forth his spirit to dwell in our hearts, to witness in real time when stuff's good, when stuff's hard, when stuff's brutal. He sent the spirit to witness to you and to I in real time to all that Jesus has done and to all of his benefits. See, God did not only give us status, God gave us the spirit so that we would live now and forever knowing that our Father, God, loves us, cares for us, will never let us down, and will never let us go. Seven Mile Road, God sent forth his spirit so that the joy of Christmas, the joy of being God's own, would come home to your heart. So let's celebrate that God sent forth his son today. Let's do that. Would you pray with me?